Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. Who's excited? Conference Championship Week, and we have a new show name. It is Don Finucci and Valetti. Kickoff stop. Boomer, my phone erupted all the way in Detroit. Yes. Your suit made waves. Thank you. What? Hold on. Time out. Yes. You, that is not. Wait do you see what I'm going to be wearing okay. for the Super Bowl. That's not the Boomer America knows. Yeah, I know. That's a little different. I get it. Where did that come from? So I have a guy who supplies me with all my clothes. Victor Talbot's out here on Long Island. And he always likes to do a little something, a little funky during the end of the year, during the playoffs. And uh, he came up with this wide stripe, gray uh-huh. pinstripe. And uh, I actually loved it in in in. In person, it's it's awesome. It actually is uh, on fire. On TV, I can understand it was why people would jarring. Yes, it exactly. <laughs> you look like you should have been fiddling with a light bulb during the Festa San Gennaro. Here. And, I mean, it was something. Now, and the one thing I will tell you, Mike, I'm not going to please everybody, but I did please a lot of people. What so the hell you got for the Super Bowl? Uh, I have another pinstripe coming. Oh dear God! Double breasted? Of course. Oh God. Okay. I mean, it's Vegas. Okay, then. It is all right. after all. And you being the person you are, I think you would understand that. Yeah, if, if we were at Saratoga together, I would have been like, hell yeah, let's okay. do it. But, I mean, <laughs> that was jarring. All right. You've been so, sitting on that for the whole week? Uh, what was I going to do, text you? I said it to one of my buddies who texted me. I go, what do you want me to do, tell the guy now? Uh, usually you do text me during the show, so I don't know why you did I didn't. text football-related matters. I don't bust your balls about a suit. That is that is a football-related matter. I'm on TV talking about um, football. America cared. So okay. let's do this. We're just going to get through. I want to talk about the four games last week with a more primary focus on the teams whose season ended. Okay. Full preview of both title games in segment two. Then we go news and notes and final word, special edition of that. So let's start out Niners Packers. I think it was the game that surprised all of us. The rain, Debo getting hurt nine plays in. Let's talk Packers for a minute. They played really, really well. The comment this week is now they're prepared to make Jordan Love one of the highest-paid QBs in the league. You on board? Yeah, they're going to have to. They have no choice. And, you know, he's been sitting there for three years. And, you know, with 10 weeks to go in the season, Brian Gutenkust was asked, do you have your quarterback of the future? And he answered by saying these next 10 weeks are going to tell us a lot. And those 10 weeks told them a lot, told them that Jordan Love was good enough to take a (laughs) – I guess you would say an understudy of wide receivers that you've never heard of right. and take them all the way to uh, to where they went to in the divisional round. I do think that they will have to pay him. They have no choice but to pay him. He is their future. 
and he and I think he proved enough in the playoffs that he can be a significant player moving forward. The problem with him in this particular game is that he did kind of lose it in the second half. And that was the Jordan Love that we saw yeah. prior to that 10-week, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season where he was taking chances and doing a lot of stupid things. But I thought the first half he was pretty solid. He was. I, look, here's the thing. I don't want to get crushed for saying it. You can see some elements. He reminds you of young Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Now, I have no. I am not going to sit here and tell you he's going to go on and have that career. My point is the arm talent, the off-platform throws, and he's making receivers better. We always complained, well, they don't use first-round picks on talent. Well, he tur- whoever this Melton character is, <laughs> yes. Wicks, Jaden Reed, you know, hey, Musgrove's hurt. We're going to use Tyler Croft. He really made people better. He did. And plus, you know, take a look at Matt LaFleur's system now. Yeah. Uh, it was great. They ran the ball exceptionally well with Aaron Jones when he was healthy. Uh, there was a lot of play action passing. So this is the same thing that they're doing in San Francisco, the same thing they're doing in Houston, down in Miami. This is that whole Shanahan system. It's that, copycat league. Right. But it all emanates from Mike Shanahan back in the days yeah. in Denver. So. I would just tell you this, that that NFC North. You're going to be the best given, division in football next right, year. Right, given what the Detroit Lions have in terms of young players, given what the Green Bay Packers have in terms of young players, and what Ryan Poles is in the middle of building right is. now for the Bears and drafting Caleb Williams, this is going to be one hell of a division moving forward. Quick note, I'm thrilled. Farewell, Joe Barry. Long overdue. I think they will be better for it. It's addition by subtraction. Because here's the story of Joe Barry. It'll be on his gravestone. Just couldn't come up with a big stop, ever. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Darnell Savage gets hit in the chest with the ball, and like he did in, you know, unlike what he did in uh, Dallas where he ended up returning for a touchdown, he drops a would-be interception against Brock Purdy. I mean, that changes the whole game right there. it, It does. I'm making a point that week in, week out, Joe Barry defenses don't get the stuff. You got to play through stuff like that. I actually thought their defense got better as the year went on. And I understand there was a lot of pressure up in Green Bay. And sometimes we don't know what goes on with these buildings or within these buildings. And you never know how the head coach perceives his coordinators. So I think Matt LaFleur was probably told, look, we got to move on here. There's too much pressure outside noise around the defensive coordinator. Let's change that up because we feel like we got a really good team coming back next yeah, year. Yeah, you're starting a Super Bowl window. It's time to it's time to upgrade at DC. Now let's go to Bucks Lions. First question. Um was Todd Bowles aware a football game started? I have to start with the timeout mystery because you know my deal. I don't do malpractice. Everyone knows by now Todd Bowles elected not to use a timeout. Now, yeah. oh, well, what if the Lions made Guys, you don't play the game on assumption that the opponent's just going to end the game. You play the game and you use your timeouts. And I don't care if it was getting the ball with six seconds to go. You got to try. Lions don't even like their kicker. Mm. You explain Todd Bowles to me, please. Well, first of all, explain Dan Campbell to me because they didn't Snapping run the, clock the ball out. early. That's right. exactly right. But that's also Jared Goff. I mean, how do you guys not know what's going on? It was stunning. was there like a like a wave, a nod, a wink, and a wave to the other sideline saying, "Hey, this is the way it's going to go." I don't think that was the case, but both coaches uh, screwed this up, if you ask me. Okay, and, and the problem is, is that Todd Bowles is too honest. He said, hey, by that time, the game was over. You know, the game's can't never say over. That. You can't say that. But he's honest, and that's the way he was here when he was the Jet coach. And it drove me crazy a little bit. But Dan Campbell, you know, to his credit, he was honest also. He said, we screwed up our side of the ball and our side of the clock management. So I do appreciate the honesty from both of these guys. But I'm telling you, 
They so Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Andy Reid is a great coach. You know, if you're Dan Campbell, you can't make decisions like this at the end of these games and no. expect to win these games. So that was a, that had to be a huge learning experience for him and the Lions. What did you make of the game plan, though? I was really puzzled. Now, the first matchup, they have Levante David. Levante David's a fabulous cover linebacker. They took Sam Laporte out of the game. This game, they were running a ton of zone and a ton of the bailout stuff where the linebackers are wee. Just 15 yards down the field, lines go great. We'll take eight yards over the middle. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because, I didn't get it. And I'll tell you why you don't get it. Because you know the Lions probably better than anybody I know. And the one thing you always talk about with Jared Goff is pressure versus not pressure. Right. And if you're if you're trying to win the game, you got to deliver as much pressure as you can. And the one thing that the Lions have is they have one of the best pass-blocking offensive lines if you're just rushing four. You you got to bring extra pressure, and I was surprised that Tampa Bay didn't do more of that and try to make Jared Goff more uncomfortable. You had to vary it and mix it up. It was, and here's the other thing: make Jared Goff, and I know as a former QB, you will appreciate this. Make him throw to the numbers. He does not have this cannon of. He doesn't have a Jordan Love arm. Don't let him throw between the hashes. You want him making the difficult, deep sideline throws that he doesn't necessarily have the equipment to do. And are just, I, I just didn't understand your seasons on the line. And then offensively, and I know Dave Canales just got a head coaching job, and we'll get to it. Guys, throw the football down the field. Mm. I, I didn't understand. Tampa had a real shot in that game, and I think they actually helped the Lions on both sides of the football. Uh, well, it's just, it's, uh, you know, as the game unfolds, you never know what, when you throw interceptions, first and foremost, that's going to kill you. And uh, Jared Goff in these last few games hasn't thrown any clean. interceptions. Very clean. The last two road games of the regular season, he threw two interceptions in each of those games, one at Chicago, one at Dallas. They ended up losing both of those games. So that's the key part for the Lions and their offense, and they are about as balanced as anybody left in the NFL. They can run it. They can throw it. You just got to make sure that this quarterback doesn't throw interceptions against the San Francisco defense. And that's uh, a discussion on the other side of the break. We'll get to it. What do yes. you think, Baker? Three at 120? Uh, I think somewhere around there. I don't know, about $40 million a year. I was just using Daniel Jones as the example. I know that. I know. But I, I think we were talking about this on the NFL today. We all love Baker. We thought, we thought it was one of the best stories this year. Uh, we want him to stay there. I want him to stay there. I think Todd Bowles likes coaching him. This team is going to go through a transition, by the way. It's not going to be the same team. No that they were this year. So they're going to take a step back, I think. Devin White's out of there. Right. He's going to want guaranteed money. they got to figure out if they can find, sign Mike Evans to a shorter deal because he's 31 years old. I, I 3 one yes, and let's say $65 million guaranteed. Yeah. Let's go Texans-Ravens, and this will be quicker because I think these are all just established, easy things. A, the Ravens are, to me, the best team in football. If not, they're 1A with the Niners. Stroud has totally changed the trajectory of the franchise. So let me just ask a simple question. After this game, after this season, it's the Texans, not the Jags, that have the brightest future in the AFC South. Yeah, assuming how Anthony Richardson comes back in Indianapolis. I want to see him play. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, C.J. Stroud will be the offensive rookie of the year, no question. You know what? You put a young team on the road in Baltimore against a chaotic defense. Mike McDonald runs a chaotic defense, blitzes all over the place. Kyle Ham Hamilton's one of the best safeties in the league. And I would just say that all the pre-snap penalties killed them. 
killed him. And that's what you did not see from the Chiefs at the Bills. There were no pre-snap no. penalties, nobody jumping offside. Uh, they all handled it because the quarterback handled it. I actually thought C.J. Stroud played reasonably well. I thought he was fine. And he didn't turn the ball over. No, he was, was fine. Nice. That's yeah. an impossible spot. So what's the one move they got to make? If you have a shopping list, you're running the Texans. Defense. I'm thinking defense for them. I, another edge rusher uh, to go along with Will Anderson. Look, they hit the mother load last year in the draft. Yeah. They got their starting quarterback for the next 15 years, and they got an edge rusher that if you add another edge rusher there, maybe a, maybe another corner to go along with uh, their other young Stingley. corners, Stingley, I, I think that you now have a team that's going to be legitimate next year. And by the way, the experience, you can under you cannot underrate what they just went through this no. year and how they got into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I think a very, very bright future for Houston. All right, Chiefs-Bills, part of this is spite for me because I get so tired of the Josh Allen stuff. But, like, I mean, at what point? Like, Josh, case in point, if we frame my issue with Josh Allen late in the game, we I'm a cowboy. I'm throwing 40 yards down the field. Josh, there's a check down. Seven yards, digs wide open. First down, keep drive going. You do know that that was the play that they had Gabe Davis on in the last time they played the the Chiefs in a in the playoffs. Big game, Gabe. And, yeah, and, you know, it was the one play that actually uh, where he was influenced with a pass rush uh, that unfortunately didn't allow him to follow through and the ball came up short. That would have been a touchdown. Hey, listen, the Chiefs offensively. He's All upset. He's taking his glasses off. The, the, the He's Chiefs, upset. The Chiefs offensively had the ball for 23 minutes. They scored 27 points. They should have had 34 points yes. if McCall Hardman doesn't fumble it out of the end zone. Think about that efficiency. Do you know how many times Patrick Mahomes was hit in last week's game? Scones, do you know? I do not. <laughs> I didn't think you did. I Eddie, do not. Eddie, do you know? I was here, so yes, I know. You know because you heard me say it. Yes. He got hit once. Yeah, it's he got hit once. That offensive line was impenetrable in this game, and they play great. Now they lose Joe Tooney going forward to the uh, to the Ravens, which is going to be a problem. But that offensive line was it's but not this, Josh Allen. It's the defense. Their defense couldn't stop, couldn't get him off the field. First of all, Steph Diggs has to go. Has to go. Half the targets of Shakur in the last half of the season, and Shakur has equal production. 80 targets to 40, and you got a nobody rookie outperforming you. I don't know what's going on there. He's got to go. Yeah, they'll either draft one in the first round or the second round. There's plenty of wide receivers And I'll in this say draft. this to you again. The, the Chiefs have broken the Bills as a franchise. I believe that. You might think that's fan speak. Boomer, 3-0 in the regular season, 0-3 when the chips are down. They can't beat them. And McDermott, for a defensive coach, what did you just say? They couldn't get a field. They had so many injuries. Uh, Boomer, they have so many injuries. You I'm just can't have you. 23 minutes of possession, and you're uh, right. I, they gave up 35 points. He was Josh Allen ran the ball 12 times for 72 yards and two touchdowns. And when he was running the ball, he's lowering his shoulder trying to lead his team to victory. And if they were playing this week against Baltimore, I would say Baltimore would blow them out because of their defensive shortcomings because of all their injuries. Josh Allen is a stud of a football player. And the other thing, too, forget Joe Burrow's hurt, so the Bengals aren't even in this mix right now as we're talking. The Bills can't beat the Bengals either. Which is why I continue to come back to Josh Allen. At a certain point, you can't just be a pinata to your contemporaries. But they need their defense. They need their defense to get healthy, get better, and that's where they, they need a wide receiver and they need a defense. They need defensive support. They need defensive – they need linebackers. Milano's got to come back healthy. they got to get their safeties healthy. And, you know, they'll be right back in the mix next year because he's so good. It's emotional. 
<clears throat> we covered a lot of football there in the first I segment. I can tell. I can tell that you're very emotional. I love this. it. I love this time of year. And listen, I'm a bitter Giants fan. I have nothing, all right? I just enjoy other people's failures. Right, let me ask you this question, you a Giants fan, what real quick need? before we go to break. Go ahead. Belichick doesn't get a job. He sits out. Yeah. Your Giants fail next year. Do you want Belichick as your head coach? Nah, he's 100 years old. I can't okay. do it. All right. I, there, I think Belichick's got to go somewhere more ready-made. All right, that's. I mean, I love Bill, but I mean, he's he's going to be seventy three next year. What do you want me to do? You know, it's kind of interesting that Coach Cower said that you know Bill Belichick's looking for that winning record, and I get that. As a Falcon coach, I no. don't know. As no. a Giant coach, I could say it. Let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequilas: the Reposado, Anejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Casamigos tequila reminds you, as always, to please. Celebrate responsibly. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's kickoff with boomer and valenti all right second segment and there is no best of the best they're they're both best of the best it's championship weekend so Let's get started in the early window. Numbers as we sit here and do the show. The Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Chiefs. Over-unders, 44-and-a-half. My takeaway, my, my theme of the game, Boomer, it's a legacy game. And what I mean is this. A, for Lamar, it is just about elevating and graduating. Now, he finally got past the divisional round, was 0-2. First half of the game, 
not optimal. Second half, it looked like, okay, this is the guy I've been promised. He needs this game. Now, Mahomes is already legendary, first ballot Hall of Famer. They've already got his bust made in Canton. This would just take you to another stratosphere. If he is able to drag this team, this version of the Chiefs, to another Super Bowl, I quit. So, I, I mean, is it crazy to say it's a bit of a le- it's a legacy game? Yeah, I, I would say legacy spot. You want to call it that? Oh, the, oh, the, the, the Greg Giannotti yes, legacy, legacy spot. spot. Yeah, um, I'm in. You know, I, I would agree with you. I mean, Lamar is most likely going to win his second MVP. He's been great. The difference between him this year than in previous years, he's more of a leader. And we found that out at halftime when he went on a tirade in the locker room, supposedly. I saw him on the field yelling at his left tackle to get his ass out of the way when I'm coming around the corner with the ball in my hand. And you could see that he knows exactly what this all means. And he's heard all the negativity about his statistics and previous playoff runs and everything else. Here's the one thing I will tell you. Watching their game last week, that's the same Lamar that I have seen since he got into the league. The one thing that he is really aware of now is not turning the ball over. I don't think he's very happy about the way that their passing game unfolded last week, and that's why he ended up running for 100 yards. So that's the same player we have seen for the last five years. So you bring it up, and it's interesting because, look, the Ravens' ground game versus a a porous Chiefs front seven against the run. But the ground game is what? The ground game's the quarterback. It is, but when the quarterback – see, here's the thing. All right, so here's, here's an interesting stat. I wanted to bring this to you. The Chiefs have allowed 26 rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks since 2019, obviously most in the league. Lamar tapped into the ground game last week knowing I have to ignite the offense. But, Boomer, they can hand the football off against this Chiefs defense. They can run the football here. And with Lamar as the additive, isn't that really what this whole thing comes down to? I think Steve Spagnuolo will be all about red zone defense. Let him kick field goals. Just don't let him score touchdowns. Try to frustrate Lamar. Try to get at him early in this game. You know, the more frustrated he becomes, the more likely he is is to make a mistake. I don't care. All the pressure, as you said, is on Lamar, legacy game, all of this other stuff. It's on Lamar in this game. It's at home. It's going to be in front of a boisterous crowd. And by the way, this is Patrick Mahomes on the other side. So if you want to talk about a quarterback that is going to be accepting of a challenge, and wants to play the villain role. Yeah, This is his opportunity to go in there and show everybody truly how great he is. And you just said it. If he's able to drag this team oh, back to the Super Bowl, it's unbelievable. It's off the charts. And I can't, you know, all I know is this. They're going to get Mark Andrews back for Baltimore. Does that, does it, like, upset the flow of what's going on there? Because likely, Isaiah Likely's been good. He's been great. He's been really good. And I, and I, I also will say the back end of the Chiefs defense is really good. Their, their, their cover guys are great. They're, you know, they've rebuilt this defense in the last two years. Uh, by the way, Baltimore has forced 31 turnovers in the, during the regular season. Number one in the league. The Chiefs only 17 forced turnovers, yet they're still the number two defense in the league. So it's interesting. So you, you bring up one thing that is – it's this idea of when you play Mahomes – like the Ravens' strength is the havoc and the sacks and really the the exotic blitzes and hey we're mugging the line of scrimmage except none of those guys are coming but the corner who's out of your frame is you don't get to do that against Pat Mahomes no you don't it's it's actually illegal in the lower forty eight to blitz him <laughs> Boomer you can't yeah I know Mahomes is is I've never seen a quarterback in my life and I'm forty three. 
I've never seen anything like this, Cat, where he gets better and not just better, he gets all-time good when you blitz him. So if the Ravens can't do what they like to do, can they still generate the havoc needed? Yeah, I, I think Mike McDonald's a hell of a defensive coordinator. He fits in perfectly with the Ravens, the mystique, uh, the history, the culture there. You know, under John Harbaugh and under Ozzie Newsome, and now with Eric DaCosta, the GM. I mean, the owner is one of the best owners in football. You never even hear about Steve Bashotti. Nope. And this guy, McDonald, fits right in there. This is why I think he's probably going to get one of these head jobs here that's still open. That's why we haven't heard much about him. Uh, but this is a huge game for him. If he can stop Patrick Mahomes with his defense and with his fire zones and all the different things that they do. And the one thing I will say, last week I saw in the game against Houston, like there was a guy hurt, okay? I don't forget who it was. It was a, I think it was a Houston Texan that was hurt. And they were tending to him, tending to him. It was like third and three or something. They come back, and all of a sudden, McDonald's got his team flying up the field, going after C.J. Stroud, and forced it a quick throw and a three and out. I'm like, he knows, like, he has a sense of when to call a certain defense. And I would think in this game, you know, you do not want to be blitzing Patrick Mahomes. No. You want to be making sure that Travis Kelsey's not killing you and Rasheed Rice has got one guy over the top because he's the speed guy. Let the other guys beat you. You got to take away the other team's best player. And to me, the best player on the field, especially if it's going to be raining, as they say it is going to be, is going to be Isaiah Pacheco. So, all right, let's go to the Chiefs because this is where I lean on you with it. I think the injury to Joe Tooney really hurts. Yep. Ravens, it's about a thousand pounds of human beings with their two D tackles. I think that's a distinct problem for the Chiefs who do want to hand it off. They do want to be physical. How do the Chiefs generate offense here? It's going to be Isaiah Pacheco. That's where it starts. And then it will be up to Andy Reid to devise all the different looks that he gives you. Uh, You want to try to confuse this defense. Nobody does that better than Andy Reid, Mike McDaniels, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur. They all run the same type of offense. And I I just think that Andy will always have something special to try to confuse an opposing defense. You know, I... Kyle Hamilton's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's an all-pro player. Two years from now, he'll be the best safety in football, bar none. That's how good he is. I don't know if he's ready yet to start duping a guy like Patrick Mahomes in this game. He's not ready to go Ed Reed. No. We're not quite there yet. No, we're not there yet. Um, Just one note for Chiefs fans, something interesting, maybe hope. I don't know. Lamar, 31-11 and at home, straight up. He's a dominator. When they face teams with an elite defense like the Chiefs, who average about 17 points a game, yeah. career at home, 6-6. Six and six. Okay, so here's the Just something thing. fun. Uh, he'll give you another something fun. Okay, Don so, Finucci, stat of the right, day. Right, so Patrick Mahomes has played 50 road games. He's 39-11 and 11 in those games. All right, good talk. Um, okay. <laughs> let's go. Oh, by the way, who are you taking? I am going to take the Chiefs with the points. I knew it. I think the Ravens are going to win, but I think I'm taking the Chiefs with the points, much like I did with the Rams versus yes. the Lions. Uh, we were agreed on that one. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to go Ravens and under. By the way, I like under 44 and a half here. I think this is a lower scoring, head cracking game. I just don't see either of these offenses flying. So I'll go Ravens and under. I'm going to say Raven. I'm going to say Chiefs and over. Wow. Okay, we are total opposites. That's all right. This way it should be. I like it. Niners. You're just disgusted that I got to wear the pinstripe and you didn't. Well, I'm not on TV. What do you want from me? <laughs> Give me an invite and I'll show up and I'll dazzle. Okay. Niners laying seven, hosting the Detroit Football Lions. Your total, if you're interested, is 51 and a half. I start with the Niners. It all begins and ends. 
the value of Debo Samuel. I bet you he plays. You know, he was going through some of the practices this week. I think he's going to play. And I think that in Kyle Shanahan's mind, if he's on the field, he's a distraction. He is. He's somebody that you have to pay attention to. Even though you don't have to give him the ball early in the game, you may even say to him in the game, hey, look, we're not going to get you really involved until the fourth quarter, but we want you out there just so they have to see you and they have to react to you. It's what I've explained to my listeners in Detroit all week is, okay, if you're going to do the well, San Francisco look beatable. I go, guys, losing Debo nine plays in, when you're in stall, everything is centered around, okay, identify where Debo is. Do we have jet motion, circle motion? Mm -hmm. Is he in the backfield? Where is he? When you take that away, and you heard Shanahan talk about it, he goes, guys, when my offense is on the wristband, I may as well wipe it clean because nine plays in, I've lost the linchpin to the offense. The only way it gets worse is if you lose your quarterback. So I don't want to read too much into it. Do you know what Debo's value is on a play-in, play-out basis, yards per play? I would say somewhere about uh, the difference between when he's on the field from Uh when he's not on the field. I would say about four and a half yards. It's two. It's two yards a play. Two yards a play, which so is a massive number. So it's like number. six, six or four, six. Right, but yeah. but you do believe he plays. Oh yeah, I I think I think I think he'll be out there. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a shot to numb it. But I also would think that maybe Kyle Shanahan will use him as a decoy. Pace sort of, him. Yeah, don't throw him out there and say, hey, let's see if you can take a hit on the first shot in the game. Right. You know what I mean? So, Purdy, you're a big Purdy guy. Yep. Um, and, and again, admittedly, I think Purdy and Goff are way closer to each other than both sides want to admit. It's a little bit of the Spider-Man meme. They're good quarterbacks, but they are highly insulated with elite coordinators. I don't think any of that's slander. And players around them. That's what I mean by insulated. Like, you have so Solid much offensive lines, good, really good wide receivers, tremendous running game. So do you believe Purdy looked the way he looked because Debo wasn't? I, I don't. I think he was, tr- was trouble with the weather. I, I think he was a little bit nervous early on in that game. But when the game mattered, and the game mattered, obviously, in the fourth quarter, it was late in the game, you can't even imagine – you know, the intensity, the anxiety that comes along with that. And I thought he played his best football late in that game. And I, I also say the touchdown pass that he threw to George Kittle was beautiful. Like he didn't panic running out of the uh, running out of the pocket, just right. kind of floated to his right a little bit and just threw an absolute dime to George Kittle. So that's the kid that, you know, was the MVP uh, for most of the year until Lamar and the, the Ravens went out there and knocked them around. So here's your issue. Is the, is the Niners front seven going to show up this week? Because I will tell you, if you had trouble stopping Green Bay on the ground, wait till you see when the Lions load the wagon and show up to town. Yeah. You know um, who I didn't like and I don't like what, I, what I'm seeing? Is, what? Is the defense coordinator, Steve Wilkes. For the 49ers, this this team just doesn't look like it has the energy no. that it had under D'Amico Ryans, that it had under Rob Sala. Like th- those guys were flying around, and when you have you know Drake Greenlaw had two interceptions last week, good for him. Yeah, but those guys, like I thought that they would be able to stop the run against Green Bay. They and can't sh- set an edge, boom. but I was shocked that both Nick Bosa and Chase Young were like clueless when their wide receiver was blocking down on them. I'm like, how do you not know that the guy's standing there? And the Lions run concepts where they're going to run head games. And I know one that got a lot of the the pub this week was the fake kick out. And all of a sudden, Sewell is flying across the formation. There's no one there because the DN was duped inside. Look, this is this is the Lions' pathway to victory. I asked my buddy Frank Reich, who runs the best offense in the NFL right now when it comes to calling plays and concepts? 
without hesitation, he told me Ben Johnson in yeah. Detroit. Uh, the head coach of the Commanders. Yes, I believe that. 100%. You and I have been on the same page for weeks. Yeah. So he's he's elite. He's fabulous. And and you know, he's got great players that helps. So, so I says so what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions and the points. Now, do we have them at seven and a half or seven? It it depends where you're going, uh, based on what do you mean where I'm going? I'm going to no 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 no. It depends where you shop and where you play. Most books, it's still seven uh, as we I sit only here play now. A Fanduel, it's seven. All right, so I'll I'll take Detroit in the seven. Okay, let me ask you this question before the I over. give the pick. I, the over, I'm in. Mark me down for the over. Okay. Here's my question. All right, Jonah Jackson's not going to play for the Lions. Jonah Jackson allowed zero pressures last week. After he got hurt, his replacement, whatever his name is, Peter Shoker, or I don't, I don't know who the hell the guy is, seven pressures and 18 snaps. Now, obviously, Ragnow, who's all, he's a warrior. Bad leg. Ragnow will help there. This is just going to come down to, can the Niners front four produce pressure that they couldn't produce last week? Because if they don't pressure Goff, and we know you can run the ball on the Niners. Boomer, you got to help me understand here how the Lions don't put up points. I think they will. Okay. But that's why I'm taking the Lions and the points. But I think San Francisco wins the game. Number looks too big. I'm terrified. I have no handle on this game. I think the Lions could I win it or get blown out. I am. Game. It's. I'm too close to it. Give me the Niners in the seventh. Leave me alone. I don't listen, Boomer. I think the Niners either win something like 34 17 or they lose the game outright. There you go. That's how you feel about this? That's how I feel about this. The Lions are either going to go to town and steal the groceries or get their doors blown off. There you go. <laughs> Tell them about Casamigos. I'm distressed. All right, here we go, guys. So what goes great with football? We all know it's Casamigos tequila. Hey, Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and love it, by the way. Make sure you have plenty on hand for the conference championship games this weekend, whether it be on Yeho, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila. It is so, so smooth. And we want to remind all of our friends out there to please celebrate responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. 
right, so now we do some news and notes. We got coaching hirings. We got staffing. We got some player news. Uh, let's start it out. News broke late in the week. Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. He goes to the Chargers or Boomer just straight up. Is this going to work? Yeah, it's going to work, and um, and this is no shock to any of us. We all know that. We've been talking about this now for three, four, five He's weeks. He's been dying to like. get back to the league. Yeah, and I think given what's going on at Michigan and the in- investigations in the NCAA and him wanting this immunity clause in a contract, which <laughs> I guess Michigan said that they were willing to give to him. Yeah, because they're shameless and morally bankrupt. Either that or they knew that he was going to the Chargers, so they had to come out and say we were willing to do this. Immunity clause by Don Finucci. Right, Don Finucci <laughs> and Hunter Biden. Have you anyway, ever heard of anyone in coaching asking for immunity? Uh, I, I've heard it all it's over the last five years. We've all heard it. But I will say that I think it's good. I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for the Chargers. I think it's great for Justin Herbert. Yes. I really do. And Greg Roman, if he's the OC. And I know as we sit here, it hasn't been named. That's the conversation. Just remember, Greg Roman was good with Colin Kaepernick, and he was good with Lamar Jackson. Right. This is a different kind of quarterback than those two guys. But I, I think... Look, if it's Roman on the OC and if he brings Jesse Minter from Michigan, you're getting really good coordinators. Yeah, Minter, so. the Ravens background, the whole bit. Here's the interesting part. People don't realize it. While it's a talented roster, it's an older roster. They got some turnover they got to take place. But you here. know what? Because of his ability to build the team in Michigan and because of his ability to know how to look for young players, I think that helps in the big picture yeah. for the Chargers and their new GM. And I think that is working together, collaboration, and and a, and a guy that's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And by the way, we will have a Harbaugh versus Harbaugh during the regular season this year. Ah, yes. As the Ravens and Chargers do match up. Uh, Raheem Morris to Atlanta. They pass on Belichick. Take me through it. What happened here? So Belichick's a hard guy to hire. He's going to go in there. He's going to have a sit down with the owner, which he did. Then he's going to go in for a second meeting. And he's going to say, look, I need to own the building. I got to have... The, my people in the building, I cannot have leaks coming out of this building. And I think this was pointed directly at CEO Rich McKay. Rich McKay is a guy that is very tuned into the NFL. He's on the competition committee. He knows all the writers out there, knows all the, you know, the connections and everything else that Bill probably hates. So I think it's a very hard hire to hire somebody who comes in and says, this is what I want, this is what I need, and this is how much money you got to spend, and these are the people you got to get rid of. I think Arthur Blank probably said, I'm not getting rid of a lot of these people. I like these people. Yeah, These people have given me a decent team. I know I haven't won a uh, championship. But if I get the right guy in there with the right personality, he'll fit the, he'll fit the bill. They know Raheem. Raheem was there. He was there for, what, five years? 15 yeah, and, to 20, and, and, I think. Right. And he's very comfortable in that division because he was with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for Raheem. I think it's a great job for him. And I also think it's a second time around for him now. So he will be a much better head coach this time around than he was the first time. So Belichick, obviously, he's going to sit out this cycle. Do you think a year from now he's a coach? I do. You know why? Because there'll be five or six job openings next year, too. We might be sitting here looking at two in New York. You never know. I quit. I know. You when never do know. I get happiness, boom? <laughs> I don't know. Had enough. Uh, Brian Callahan to the Titans. Uh, all I'll tell you, I hope Amy's happy. I hope I, I hope, was surprised again. I, I hope I their back. feelings were worth it. You I, downgraded from Vrabel to this. I go, I go. Uh, I thought they were going to go Bobby Slowick from Houston. I don't know why that didn't happen, but I knew that Brian Callahan up in New England uh, with these with the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow loved them. Zach Taylor loves them. 
Uh, obviously, his dad is a longtime head coach, so he has it in his blood. And when you hire somebody like this that is a you know, coordinator or an offensive line coach or whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, they come into a building not nearly as demanding as somebody like Bill Belichick coming right. in or Parcells coming in or Pete Carroll coming in. You know, all those guys want certain things to have happen. When you hire a guy that is a coordinator, he comes in, he's happy he's got the job, yeah. and he gets along with everybody. Oh, it's just it's just so crazy to think. If you told me six weeks ago, Mike Vrabel would be out, and Brian Callahan is the new coach of the Titans, I go, what am I, on Planet Nebular? <laughs> How? Like, well, Mike Vrabel is the culture there. You never know what goes on inside these buildings. Yeah. That's the one thing that, like, we can try to predict, we can try to preview, we can try to – you just never know how the owner is reacting to, you know, the last conversation or the interactions between the players and the coaches and are the coaches all, you know, where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, or are they taking advantage of the job? Right. You never know about that, and maybe that's what was going on in Tennessee. Well, here's what we we do know what goes on in Carolina's building. David Tepper's a maniac. Dave Canales is your next-to-be-fired head coach in Carolina. I hope he rents and doesn't buy because David Tepper has shown no ability to control himself. He fires people essentially every 18 months. And, and again, Canales, we talked about this. If you had a lot of other job prospects, you're not taking the Carolina job. Canales, a first-time coordinator, yes. one year, now you're getting the job. Why? I don't think anybody with a real resume, no disrespect, would take this job. I kind of agree with you. We thought it was going to be an offensive coordinator because of uh, Bryce Young, so they went out and got a young offensive coordinator. I don't not I don't know whether or not he has a relationship with Dan Morgan, who just got named GM. Dan Morgan's been in that building for like twelve years. You know, he might have been part of the big problem here, and now he finally has the big job, and maybe things will finally settle down in that building, and maybe there won't be so much shiv. Shiving going on. Whoa! I thought we were going a different direction there. Um, but I, but I think that he wants to. He wants. He wants a coach that he can control, and and a coach that's offensive minded, just to get the try to get the most out of Bryce Young. But I just that building's a mess. Uh, it's it's and has been. So maybe maybe now that the guy who really wanted the job the last time it was open, yeah. Now he's got it. So maybe things will calm down now. Commanders, Ben Johnson, home run. We yeah. both believe. We've believed for yeah. weeks. They've got the wideouts. They're going to draft the QB of the future. I think Ben Johnson, just watching his work in Detroit, it's I, I love him. I think he's brilliant. I think that's a great move for the commanders and Josh What Harris. I can't wait to see is what Adam Peters decides, the new GM, what he decides when it comes to a quarterback because they're going to have the second overall pick. So Caleb Williams is off the board, still and it's going it's to come Drake down May. to Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I still think it's Drake May. I will like, see. I like Jaden Daniels, but you're talking with Drake May, 6'4", 225, prototypical, wheels to move. I, I just did not have a supporting cast at UNC this last year. But, no, you're right. You get to hand-select your guy. Yep. There's already some infrastructure. I'm telling you, Ben Johnson's awesome. All right. And so here's the thing about Jaden Daniels. Like, he is striking. Like, when you see him personally, I think he's a little bit too thin. He's got to put on some weight. But he is big. He is fast. Yeah. And he is elusive as well, hell. I got to see him live this year. I went down to Baton Rouge for a game. And what you say is true. Striking how thin he is. Yes. But he glides. It just it all looks easy for him. And that's it's one of those things where you watch it live and you're like, wow, 
This dude's on a different he, He's planet. an explosive player that has to put on about 15 pounds. It, minimum. Yeah. Seattle, who? Totally silent job. Still feel like Dan Quinn is probably the leader in the clubhouse, and if it's not him, it's going to be one of these coordinators on one of these four teams that's playing today. It could be McDonald. It really could be McDonald. I mean, uh, oof, it could be Todd Munkin. Look what oh, he did. No. Look what he did with Lamar Jackson in this offense. <sighs> okay, I, I, that that. I one. don't think it would be Steve Spagnuolo. I don't think no, he's no. going anywhere. No, no. I don't think Matt Nagy's going anywhere. No, I don't think Aaron Glenn. Uh yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Aaron Glenn either. Ben Johnson to the Commanders. I, I don't see Steve Wilkes going to Seattle. Please, no. We've already experienced that once. I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan and those guys are hoping that's the case, though. Um, let's go to the final word. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. All right, Scones, we did the Boomies about a month ago. Now, week 14. Yeah, week 14, so about six weeks ago. Good Lord. So now we got to either stay with what we had or change them. You've got the awards. Let's run down the list. All right, MVP award started out. You had five guys, Tua, Brock, Dak, Tyree Kill, C.J. Stroud, Christian McCaffrey. Boomer's pick at the time was Brock Purdy. Mike's pick at the time was Tyree Kill. Yeah, it's Lamar. We were both wrong. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, listen, we still have five weeks to go. So, And Lamar won the two biggest games of the year against two guys that, you know, he was right there up against, and the biggest one being the one out in San Francisco. Now, I will say, if they gave this award away the way it should be, which is value, C.J. Stroud would be your MVP. He took a team with a rookie head coach who was drafted number one and number two overall last year, essentially, and he got him to the playoffs, chips down road game, got in, and won a playoff game. Very uh, very good chance that the Houston Texans will do what the Jets did last year, have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Yes. Next. Couch Potato Award, which was for the single player with the least lack of effort on a single play. Deontay. It was Deontay Johnson <laughs> unanimously for both you guys. And, that, and we won that, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. That award has already been sent yes. in the mail. Right. Yes. Next. Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Boomer's pick was C.J. Stroud. Honorable mention by Mike was Sam Laporta. I stand by it. I mean, look, yeah, C.J. is absolutely the guy, but what Laporta did is the most impressive rookie tight end season in the history of the league. you got to go back to Mike Ditka to find the guy who showed up and did what this guy did. Yeah, there's no question about that, and he made the all-rookie team, but the point the point being is that the quarterback's the quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. It's, the, it's a much harder position to play, and, and there's so many more things going on that affect you, so... C.J. Stroud clearing away. I was just amazed it the league never caught up to him. All the adjustments, all the tape, and Stroud just had a counter to it. You know, it's it. amazing. He did not get disrespected by getting drafted number two overall, but I will say he did get disrespected when they were talking about the cognitive ability test that he didn't do well on. Uh-oh. I'll tell you one thing. He can play, man. Yeah, the cognitive abilities look fine to me on yes, a play-to-play basis. Yes, All right, next, Adam Gase Award for the most bizarre press conference. Boomer's pick was Brandon Staley. Honorable mention by Valenti was Mike McDaniel for being in Germany and getting silence when he said, you thought I'd be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) So Mike McDaniel has done this all year long. He tries to open up his press conference with a little joke, and it never works. It always bombs. So I kind of got used to that. Brandon Staley, I mean, come on. I'm calling the defense. (laughs) Stop asking me about it. Go away. 
I mean, Nick Sirianni's had some kind of bizarre press conferences. The, the moment of the year is Sirianni mocking Chiefs fans leaving the field and then proceeding to go like two and eight. All right. So what do we do here? I think we stay with Staley. All right. There you go. Staley wins it. Defensive rookie of the year. Boomer's pick, Jalen Carter. Mike's pick was Devin Witherspoon. I think we're both wrong. I think it's going to go to Will Anderson. I'm good with it. I think I I think Jalen Carter may get it though. He but may Carter get the tapered off hard. He did. That whole defense tapered off hard. Witherspoon was awesome. And Will Anderson got better as yes, the season went but on. And I I think much like he said, Scones with the quarterback being the quarterback, the edge rushers always going to get the awards, and rightfully so, because it has become the most important position on right. the field defensively. I, I think you and I think it's Will Anderson. I bet you Jalen Carter gets the actual award. Fair. All right, next, we'll go to Comeback Player of the Year. I threw this one in. We did not do this during the boomies. Baker Mayfield or DeMar Hamlin, just because he almost died on the field? Mayfield. Well, Mayfield should get it. Or Lamar Jackson, who was hurt, by the way, and came back and had an MVP season. I'm going Mayfield. I'm going to stick with DeMar Hamlin, just, just because of the significance of everything that happened last year and the fact that he was back in the playoffs again this year. And I know he ran a fake punt that didn't yeah. work, but he also made a couple tackles uh, on on special teams. So I, I'm still going to stay with DeMar Hamlin. All right. We're one game away from the big game. The Super Bowl will be here to cover all of it in complete fashion. So just oh, yes. kick back, relax, watch the games. <laughs> we'll be back with you next week. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.